0: Thank you so much to all of our new listeners. We really don't know where the new listeners are coming from, but we would like you to do us a favor. Please, 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 if you could, give us a review on iTunes. It really helps the show out. If we have like a a high review on there, it gets people listening. And another thing you can do, you know you have a friend that's going to love this show. Please, please, please. Let your friends know about us. If everybody lets one friend know about this amazing show that we're doing that Christy and I are so very proud of, things are going to grow, and we're going to be able to give you more content in the future. We want this to grow just as much as you do. So once again, thank you for your continued listenership. Have a great day and enjoy the show.
1: And I'd just like to add a little thank you to whoever told somebody in West Virginia to listen. Three states to go, Scott. Nice! (laughs) Nice! speaks, normally in hushed tones if they know what's good for them, of the Mafia, certain locales spring immediately to mind. Chicago has Scarface, New Jersey has the Sopranos, and surprisingly, Denver has the Carlinos.
0: Y'all listening to Old Timey Crimey, crimes from the golden age of yesteryear. Now, here's your host, Christy and Scott.
1: Hey, it's Old Timey Crimey! I'll give you your notes back. Thank you. <laughs> you might need those. <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I, I'm definitely going to need them. This was maddening this week.
1: Oh, I'm Christy. <laughs> I'm Scott. <laughs> maddening, Scott of the Maddenings. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's been kind of a weird week. I do want to say hello to somebody out there. Uh, kind of created a new fan of the show. Uh, my friends and I went to Perkins, the local Perkins restaurant, want to say hi to Michelle. She's a new listener to the show.
1: Oh, hi, Michelle. So Welcome. Miche- Welcome Michelle to was- our messed up world. Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: We are so sorry. <laughs> Michelle was our waitress. She was super awesome. And then she found out I do the podcast. It was actually, we brought up the picture of you and O.C. Sneed. Oh, Sned. boy. Which At- is
1: now our most listened to episode.
0: Ab- absolutely. <laughs> and if you just, don't even put in old timey crimey. If you do O.C. Sneed, we're like on the fifth line down on Google Images.
1: That is- bonkers and scary (laughs) that is
0: completely insane but it was a thing where we were talking about this and she was sitting at the table with us like having the discussions and i said i said well we did like you know she goes well you know what's the weirdest thing and this that and she's talking about it and and then i showed her i said well you know christy actually looked a lot like one of the victims in this and it caused some issues, you know, psychologically, as as it would have mm-hmm. with anybody who's got half a sane brain. Yeah. And she goes, can I see a picture? And I, you know, I had brought up everything and was like, oh, O.C. Sneed. And we're, like, looking at mm-hmm. other pictures. And my buddy Josh goes... Uh,
2: Uh,
0: uh, 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 and then yeah there you are there i am like fifth line down i went oh that's it i'm like pumping my fist in the air going Yeah, psychological damage is
1: awesome (laughs) yes my therapist loves it Yeah, it's kind of weird to have my picture appearing under a Google image search for somebody else's name, but yeah. it just is, I guess, the natural progression of things at this point, you oh, know? When is... you have a murder victim doppelganger and you do a podcast about it, that episode art will show up.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of awesome. Thank you to all of our new listeners. <laughs>
1: yes, thank you. And uh, Michelle, I'd like to say, Michelle and I have something in common. I used to work at Perkins, not oh. the one here, the one in my hometown. Um, so, hello, fellow Perkinsite. Uh, <laughs> we wave at the microphone as if it is sentient.
0: It is. It is. It knows. It was <laughs> messing with us earlier. It really was, or I was being picky. One of the two. So, how about you? How's your week been?
1: It's been pretty good. I'm. Uh, I've got this writers' workshop I'm doing at the library. I'm, I'm presenting it uh, next Monday. Thanks to Barb for uh, who is the uh, assistant coordinator (laughs) she texted me her job title i was like i'm so sorry we fail as friends (laughs) and so yeah she uh she suggested this and now we're doing it and so i've been working working hard on that and i'm really excited i think it's gonna be really fun so yeah aside from that it's just been the normal school 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 students stuff around the house and uh yeah my brother is coming to visit next week so i'm excited about that i haven't seen him in about a year so
2: nice
0: nice
1: so yeah, so I don't look like anyone in in this week's case. So which makes sense because a lot of them are Italian and I have zero Italian blood as far as I'm aware.
0: I don't have any Italian blood. I have a sister who was uh who had strong Italian ties, but mm-hmm. me myself, no, no Italian. Half sister, her mother was Italian. Okay. Uh my father was her first husband and yeah, so my sister has like strong Italian ties. Um but yeah nothing i i 've never dealt with the mafia that I know of i 'm sure I have accidentally, but haven 't we all the closest i think i've probably
1: come is there was a restaurant in a town i 'm not going to name where we used to live, and it would there 's something about Italian restaurants they a lot of them close on mondays it 's just like a thing, and there would always be a lot of like Fancy black cars in the parking lots on Monday afternoons and evenings. And it was kind of wondering exactly what was going on there. But but yeah, this is the Carlino family, uh, a crime family in uh, Denver, of all places. It's Denver. Yeah, you don't really think, you know, as we said in the, in the intro, you don't really think mafia. Denver, clearly. I mean, these days you think Denver, you know, Mile High City pot, you know,
0: huge population growth. I was honestly like, anytime somebody said Denver crime family, I just pictured a bunch of Italian guys in nice suits skiing <laughs> and it's it's just a weird image to have in your head. You don't think of Denver as a mafia, a strong mafia town. You really don't. Yeah.
1: yeah. And this, we should say, this comes courtesy of, really hope I'm pronouncing this right, uh, Regan Hudson one of uh, the the members of our Facebook page, group, whatever it is, and, yeah, uh, posted about this uh, move to Colorado with my now-wife a little over a year and a half ago from Texas and only recently found out about Colorado's mafia history during Prohibition. A friend of mine who has been here for several years told me about her ex's brother who worked in an Italian restaurant in Pueblo and would stand guard to a door while the owner and a number of men who only spoke Italian... Gathered in the basement. Gabogoo. So uh, so thank you, Regan, so much uh, for this little, uh, you know, little tip to us. This is, uh, we, we picked this as soon as we were like, okay, we're out of Halloween. We're doing Regan's uh, suggested story. So if you if you have any suggested stories, uh, go ahead and, and mention them on our Facebook. Tweet us, post on our Reddit, whatever, you know.
0: Because honestly, this led us down.
1: Such a path.
0: And an incredible rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I probably have ideas for about seven or eight more shows because of this. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. It just it just spirals and expands. It's amazing. So it's so weird how this ends up happening. But every time, every time. So Denver, this was around uh, 1930, and around then the population was about 287,861.
0: Just about, just
1: about. You know, <laughs> or give or take uh, an infant or two. As of 2018, it's estimated at 716. 1492. But if you look at the metropolitan statistical area, which is, of course, much larger than that, that's that's probably just city itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 2.8 million.
0: Minneapolis, whenever I lived there, was kind of like that. The actual population of Minneapolis was in the six-digit range. But everybody coming in from work... From the suburbs, Mm -hmm. working in Minneapolis, it would swell into the seven-digit range during the day. Yeah,
1: it's fairly similar for Johnstown. I think we're like maybe 25,000-ish or something in the actual city. But then the metropolitan statistical area is something like over 100,000 or something. I I haven't looked at the numbers in a really long time, so I could be totally off. Correct me, please. So um, it, it turned out a little fun bit of history. I saw it in a couple places, and I couldn't quite verify it, but I did enjoy it. That when they named Denver... They did it...
0: After John Denver.
1: After James Denver. <laughs> Damn it!
0: Was so close.
1: Oh, no. Wrong Denver. They did it after uh, he was the Kansas territorial governor. Uh, Colorado wasn't really a, a state yet, and I believe Denver was, at the, the time where Denver was, was part of the, the Kansas
0: territory. It's hard to think of a time whenever Colorado wasn't a state.
1: I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like this, Alaska... This was only, like, 80, 90 years ago. Yeah. Or no, Al- sorry. No, our story is 80 or 90 years ago. This was in like the 1850s. Yeah.
0: I don't know what I'm talking about. That's okay. Alaska, Hawaii, you can kind of see them not being states. Yeah. I think half the can...
1: time you don't see them on the map. Exactly. It's
0: kind of like they're detached. I think that in but time... But one of them
1: is. <laughs> Chain of Islands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And kind of Alaska is more attached to Canada than it is to the continental yeah. you i'm i'm sorry i'm i'm, I'm sorry no
0: no no <laughs> go go right ahead just you know canada is like the ex-wife that's keeping you from seeing the kid up north <laughs> you have to go through me to see your son <laughs> but i think whenever puerto rico eventually becomes a state we are getting there
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, i think whenever puerto rico eventually becomes a state that that's whenever our kids are going to figure out what it's like look at hawaii and alaska that way
1: yeah yeah exactly well they did this specifically hoping that denver would get give his blessing for the city and and make it more of a hub unfortunately just before the naming happened he resigned (laughs) so but it still became quite the hub of its own right um so yeah and I've, i've been to denver a couple times because i used to uh my grad school took place in gunnison colorado and uh University of Colorado, Western Colorado. No, it's not quite that. Western Colorado State University. It's such a it's a weird name, but um, Denver. So, yeah, I'd have to fly into Denver and then to have some sort of treacherous journey, but whether by bus or by car uh, or by plane. We tried every single method and none of them were fun up into the mountains of,
0: of Gunnison. Denver, we need to talk. What the hell is up with your airport?
1: Well, it's got a a cursed horse, (laughs) Blucifer.
0: Yeah, and it's... I mean, the artwork in there is like... There's like the specter of death wearing a gas mask, mowing down children with a machine gun, and
1: just, I just recently saw some some signs they put up as they were, you know, that like excuse my dust or you know renovations occurring, and here's what's here's what's coming in the future. The Except pentagram like,
0: is going to look great over here. The sacrificial like, altar is going to be amazing. It
1: was like lizard men and and stuff. It was really I'll, I'll see if I can dig it back up and, and post it on the Facebook page, but it was really funny because. There are some weird conspiracies about the Denver airport. It's it's very strange, and that statue did kill its creator.
0: It's just true?
1: There's a reason they call it Blue and it is a giant blue horse. I've seen it with like red glowing eyes. And they're not quite like officially glowing, but when the light hits them the right way, I think.
0: Why Denver?
1: It's I I like it. I think they're they're embracing the quirk, and I can I can I can go for that. So fair
0: enough. And. But- Anytime a statue kills its owner, that's not... <laughs> that's, that's why it's cursed. That's not a good thing.
1: And they say, and this is another reason why I can uh, I can get behind Denver, uh, the very first permanent structure there was a saloon. Okay. Let's forget houses. Let's not bother with schools, churches let's have a drinky place <laughs> that
0: is and she reaches for her beer, beer.
1: <laughs> cheers denver <laughs> so in the night
0: you can drink go ahead she put it in her hand
1: I, I try not to drink like right before i talk because then you can hear it but we'll go ahead because I, you know hey, cheers denver yeah,
0: absolutely i'll take a little sip of my uh oh it's blood orange again i just grab them out of the <laughs> fridge I, I get a whole bunch at random i just grab them out so a little sippy sip for me too
1: yeah, you have to take a drink when you cheer. So. The
0: uh, aspartame, I'm sure, is going to give me a great brain tumor that'll make <laughs> me stumbly.
1: Yeah, but the so. alcohol is super healthy.
0: Oh, there we go. Uh,
1: so we, and actually, in the 1930s, the bootleggers, we've, we've talked in the past about bootleggers and their sort of ingenious methods. Uh, once again, getting the kids to work for them. In this case, uh, they paid kids to hang out on the street corners and send you know direct drivers to the you know, men who would sell them liquor for 10 pints for $10, which is $159 in today's money. Yow. And so, yeah, just just so much corruption of youth there. But, you know, um, prohibition was silly. So <laughs> I'm just going just gonna to go ahead and say it. It was very silly, and it caused a lot of problems and a lot of loss of life in the end. So, yeah, the Carlino family, they ended up basically... They fought in the beginning the Dana family for, for overall dominance. Right. But the thing was is that these families were connected, which is it, it, when I finally realized that, like, I was, I was halfway through my research, and I was like, oh, there's, like, a family connection there. there yeah, were,
0: going all the way back to Sicily.
1: Yeah, to uh, Lucas... No, no, I shouldn't even try this. I'm going to try okay. it anyhow. Lucas Assula.
0: No. yeah, Lucas Sicila.
1: I had... Maybe I
0: typed it wrong. L-U-C-C-A... S-I-C-Y-L-A.
1: Oh, I have U-L-A. Oh. That explains my problem.
0: You know what? I also was off my attention deficit medication. <laughs> my notes are all scattered. And I'm looking at this, and by God, that could be a U.
1: <laughs> Y's and U's can be very similar. Well, yes. I
0: mean, take a look at that. There's my U. I know that's Luca. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that might be my you. I should have been a doctor. My handwriting's so good.
1: And it might even be Lucha. Lucha Susula. C-
0: I think Maybe. Lucha has an I between the C and the A.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. So
0: Luca Susula.
1: And, yeah, they were from the same village, their their families so the, this would be the, the parents, generally, of the men we'll be talking about today.
0: Pete and Sam.
1: Pete and Sam are the men we're going to be talking about a lot, and, and several other Pete's. Uh, there's just Pete's everywhere. It's raining Pete's!
0: Why is Pete a very common Italian name?
1: Um, I'm thinking, like, Peter from the bible maybe, maybe
0: pietro or yeah yeah something maybe. like that. there like you got a uh, big pete you got yourself your little pete a medium pete your repeaty slow <laughs> pete fast pete <laughs> um so yeah
1: they were family in a way sam carlino's wife josephine was the sister to pete dana's wife anna don't confuse pete dana with Pete Carlino, because that's why I had to make a freaking family tree for this. But yeah, so they basically uh, were kind of brothers-in-law. They were from the same village, as we said. The Danes had a farm in Vineland, Colorado. Carlino's had a farm right next to it. But there was some bad blood in these families that dated way back to
0: the old country. It was probably one of those deals where... The families were fighting for so long, they didn't realize what they were fighting over anymore. I think
1: it was was probably one of those situations. And even with all that fighting, you had Paul Dana went and acted as an alibi for Pete Carlino in the 1926 murder case of Salvatore Maranzano's cousins. And Salvatore Maranzano's going to come up some more here. You need to get that that accent.
0: Salvatore Maranzano! Salvatore
1: Maranzano! Hey! Hey. Why is
0: it okay for me to talk like this, but if I do a Chinese accent, all of a sudden I'm racist?
1: (laughs) probably still racist <laughs>
0: you think this is a racist oh how come you know, i put in a video game oh look it's a me mario <laughs> is that racist too in 120 years are we gonna look back on this with shame i don't think we should it's just with somebody to talk
1: i don't know where that accent went but it wasn't where you intended it to go absolutely
0: it not it went down
1: a whole different path and there was a whole bunch of shady trees it's and some vines
0: italian but i think his mother may be slovenian <laughs> yeah.
1: so okay the 1926 murder case of Salvatore Marantano's, uh cousins, Tony and Pete Dana. Um, so yeah, it's this whole tangled web, and sometimes they're friendly and working together and, and acting as alibis, which possibly could be because uh, above everything or above many things in, within this sort of this, this family culture was the code of silence. And so, you know, if if he had no other choice, I think maybe Paul Dana might have just, you know, like made something up or maybe he really was telling the truth. And and maybe, you know, he was like, oh, no, it's just the right thing. Pete Carlino wasn't there.
0: I can tell you. I think maybe it was more
1: committing crimes with me.
0: (laughs) I think maybe it was more along the lines of, you know what? If the cops get to him and he starts to talk, it's gonna lead back to us.
1: That could be very true. Yeah, I,
0: I know this guy's a <laughs> But I don't know what. That's that. not a thing. That's not a thing. But this guy's a shmugavu. But you know what? To keep our shbingies safe, you gotta you gotta tell the cops hey, it was it was me, with me eating shmazelduel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Schmazz-a-dool.
0: Schmazz-a-dool.
1: We'll make that a thing, an actual recipe. We'll post it on the Patreon.
0: You don't know what schmazzadul uh, so is? Is a thing? Schmazzadul is like a little bit of hamburger. Uh, some noodles and alfredo sauce and onions and mushrooms it's it's really tasty and you're believing this a hundred percent aren't you i
1: was just gonna say the the reason i don't know about this is because i hate (laughs) onions and mushrooms so yeah i was believing it totally believing it (laughs) so these two families they were fighting for overall dominance of you know basically crimes in the area criminal activity who does it the best and the most and, and is the most important and then on May 7th, 1930, uh, Sam Dana was the very last member of the Dana gang, and he was killed. That left the Carlinos in a position to really try and move in in the area.
0: Sam and Pete, they make their way to Walsenburg, Colorado to farm. They, uh, they grew sugar beets. Oh. And the reason <laughs> they grew sugar beets was to make sugar moon moonshine.
1: Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah it's making sense. Yeah,
0: 1916 colorado enacts prohibition four years before the rest of the country
1: i did not know that yeah
0: so they they're coming in
1: can we talk about the hilarity of colorado being like the first state to legalize marijuana know, and right? also the first state to <laughs> illegalize alcohol
0: well they weren't the first state to legalize oh alcohol. there are
1: others that would also were sooner
0: well, wow. you're talking like the bible belt oh yeah down that the makes south sense. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense so yeah but colorado enacts prohibition Four years before the rest of the United States. And because of this, the Carlino's production grows and grows and grows. Eventually, they move to Pueblo, Colorado. They controlled the liquor sales for all of South Colorado. Damn. All of it. And by the late 1920s, the bros start moving into Denver. And this is where the rival bootleggers start to battle for control. Mm-hmm. In this cast of characters comes Joe, Pizza Pizza, Little Caesar, (laughs) Roma. It's the
1: obvious joke, but we
0: still have to make Uh, it. Absolutely. I
1: think think we would be ashamed of ourselves if we didn't.
0: Exactly. It's low-hanging fruit, but it's fruit that we do have to reach for. Mm -hmm. We're foragers of the podcast world. Yes. And he's controlling bootlegging in North Denver. All fucking hell is breaking loose.
1: And I think we need to describe uh, Little Caesar here a bit, because...
0: He wears a toga, <laughs> very large nose. He's
1: got the the, the, the leaves on the ears. laurel. The laurel, yes, yes, yeah, yes. laurel yes.
0: around the head, and his distinctive... He had a spear that he had two pizzas and the heads of his enemies
1: <laughs> on. Yum. Pizza. There's Pizza.
0: something that they leave off the little logo <laughs>
1: You know, it's just it's just ever so slightly distasteful to think about severed heads and pizza at the same time. Just a little bit. So the Denver Post has a description of him as, quote, pint-sized North Denver grocer who is regarded by police as the giant of the city's underworld, end quote. He was
0: The Penguin. He He's the, the penguin, penguin from yeah. Batman. Yeah. He was
1: five foot one. 99 pounds. The grocery store was of course a front for bootlegging. No. Told people he was from San Francisco, but was actually born in Calabria, Italy in 1895, and he had a very feminine voice, it's it said, which is just like an interesting little addition.
0: I saw that. I tried to find like a recording of his voice. And nothing. Mm. I couldn't find anything. Oh, rabbit holes. I just kind of imagined,
2: listen here, you stupid son of a gun. I'm going to take you and put your butt down below a bridge filled with bullets and garlic. You will get to this later. (laughs) Yeah, that'll make sense. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, they try to start sort of a partnership, uh, but it's really... I couldn't really tell whether it ever actually started up or there were just attempts made. Because, of course, there were already rivalries and turf wars and everything and the news would generally state that they were actually rivals. So then there's this meeting,
0: the bootleggers convention. The
1: bootleggers convention, come one, come all. If you commit crimes, you're welcome. So uh it I couldn't tell whether it was actually organized by Joe Roma or Pete Carlino, could you what, see any like real strong indicators?
0: It seemed, it seemed to me in my research that it was Pete Carlino that called for it. Okay, and then him and Roma together, uh, kind of, kind of organized everything. the The situation was the main thrust of this was to avert war.
1: Yes, yes.
0: But also, the price of alcohol had dropped. So the convention was also set uh, to to create a fixed price, and create a bootleggers trust, so that they went, "Oh, you, you're going to want some booze. You want some of the sugar beet moonshine? Well, it's going to be the same price here as it is down the road." So. And just I, I imagine Heath Ledger in like clown makeup. Just, <laughs> yeah. You guys want to see a trick? And he sits down a sugar beet on the desk and bam! <laughs> and some guy comes up with like a red stand on his head. That hurt, man.
1: <laughs> well, the reason why I wasn't sure who organized it or whose idea it was was because they gathered twenty seven other bootleggers. This was January twenty fourth, nineteen thirty one, and yet Roma wasn't there. Which is not suspicious at all, especially when you consider that before they could even make any headway, the feds and the state raided the meeting and arrested everyone. Well there was an
0: undercover agent.
1: Oh yes, the undercover agent. Yeah, he yeah. pops up here and there. He will be he'll be popping up in just a second.
0: Yeah, Lawrence Baldasarelli. Yes. I think I said that right.
1: I think you did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was
0: yeah. he was a mole and he called in and alerted the cops. Pete Carlino and others were charged. But released.
1: Exactly.
0: But released. There was a DA named Carr, and he condemned Mayor Stapleton, the mayor of Denver, and the police chief for not prosecuting. Mm -hmm. Do not trust your police chief if he is police chief, in quotations, Diamond Dick. (laughs) That was the cop's name. If your chief of police is named Diamond Dick...
2: No, no,
1: don't don't trust him. And he he, that's his his nickname, first name. That's kind of Legs Diamondy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So the, the, man, they love that diamond in there, don't they? Yeah,
0: uh, you know. Oh, police chief, shifty eyes, Carlino. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people whose name end in vowels in this. Just remember that.
1: Police chief, Twir- mustache twirler, Mangini. <laughs>
0: like I mean, if your police chief is named Diamond Dick. He is, if his first name is Smedley, then he's tying up women and throwing them on railroad tracks. Absolutely, yeah. No, this is as chintzy and and as stereotypical as you can
1: get. Yes, it is. It's so obvious.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Mayor Stapleton.
1: Okay, sure. Because
0: we're we're like ragging on Police Chief Diamond Dick. True. Deservedly. (laughs) Mayor Stapleton deserves a little bit of what the hell also. Let's talk about some highlights of Mayor Stapleton's life. He is clan member number 1128. Oh, Mm -hmm. not
1: liking you so far, Mayor Stapleton.
0: He is a close friend of the Colorado Grand Dragon, John Galen Locke.
1: Definitely not getting invited to any of my parties.
0: In 2018, this goes all the way up to 2018, his great-grandson, Walker Stapleton, is accused of paying off the History Colorado Center to remove... Family ties to the Ku Klux Klan from all the exhibits.
1: I mean, shame is good there. At least he's not advertising it. <laughs> you know, he's not like, hey, look, my family was tied to the Ku Klux Klan. Come see the exhibit. Let's go to the museum. You know, th- Let's take a field trip.
0: There's there's something, because Stapleton was running for office at the time, but there's something to be said for nutting up and going, yes, yes. My my grandfather was this, but I am not my grandfather. That is very I true. I condemn There's... the actions of, of my short-sighted grandfather. There's
1: a way to go about this, and the corrupt way is what he chose.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it doesn't seem. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. It doesn't seem like the Stapleton name has gotten <laughs> much cleaner. No,
1: still a little bit of tarnish on
2: it. Yes.
1: Pete Carlino. He's a little bit on the, the, the broke side. He needs some cash flow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so he and Sam, along with uh, four other of their compatriots, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to name them because we have too many names already. I did write down their names, but it's just it, they won't really come up except for one of the cousins a little bit. So just know that there were four others. Um, they blew up Pete's house for the insurance money. Kaboom. Yes, and at,
0: wait, wait, no, I'm picturing
1: a kaboom, a kaboom, and at first it was sus- suspected that rivals of their gang had done it, but then good old Lawrence Baldessarelli, he comes in and says, "It was Pete, it was
2: Pete, Pete did it."
0: Look over there, look, he's looking all shifty. Hi. It was Pete. My name's Lawrence Baldessarelli, and welcome to May as Marchana. <laughs>
2: First thing we're gonna do
0: is we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna wire myself up for sound, so that I get all this conversation from the mafia on tape here.
1: Don't do that to the mic. Treat the microphone with respect. I'm treating
0: it with respect. I'm very gentle with the mic. You're like
1: fondling it. Yeah, it likes it. It's so funny to see how the levels just completely plummeted when we started that. <laughs> So yeah, it, he, he says it was Pete, and snitches on him, which I'm fine with. Snitch is such a negative word, but it's an undercover agent. It's kind of his job. Exactly. It's his whole raison d'être. So, they managed to convict uh, three of the dynamite enthusiasts, uh, and as I called them in my notes, <laughs> so, like I just read that and I was like, oh yeah, I should <laughs> dynamite enthusiasts. Uh, That's and- a
2: spicy meatball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boom. Sam was arrested, and then Pete was on the run. Mm-hmm. And I, I compared, I was all over Google Maps on this. I compared, because they had the address, uh, the location and the, the newspaper pictures and where the house is now, or where there is a house there now. And a nice little area, you know. So not exactly where you'd expect, like, you know, m- mobsters who should have tons of money. But obviously, he didn't have tons of money if he needed to blow up his house for the insurance. Yeah. So Pete goes on the run. Sam is set to go to the trial for the arson in three days, when Bruno Morrow comes over. Now, according to some sources, Bruno Morrow was a rival, but according to other sources, like Carlino's grandson, he says that Morrow was a trusted member of the gang. He was friends with the whole family, he would sometimes sleep over, would share a bed with some of their cousins. So, yeah, it seems like he was really a friend. Yeah,
0: he was He was one of their whiskey operators. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, he ran the still. And but unfortunately, this guy was a little disgruntled about not receiving his pay.
1: And he was also only 17 years old. So may not be always displaying great judgment and may have some impulse issues. Potentially. Nothing against 17-year-olds. But, you know, your brain isn't fully developed until 25. So. You're all
0: dumbasses. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, Bruno Maro, he's only 17
0: years old. Which is incredible. The song he did, Uptown Punk, <laughs> is fantastic. To do that at the age of 17, that toe-tapper.
1: That's groundbreaking music. Absolutely. Groundbreaking. I don't really know if it's groundbreaking in reality or not. It was a good song. It was a fun song. A, Everybody nice. really got into it every time it came it. on at the bar. Yeah, I liked it. Myself, song. I'm
0: more of a Daft Punk. Uh, oh, Daft Punk's Yeah, good. Daft yeah. Punk is fantastic. But I don't think they have anything to do with this one.
1: No, no, not really. I'm pretty sure, unless it goes way back. It goes all the way to the top.
0: I don't think they had DJ playing androids back then, so...
1: (laughs) It would have been really fun, though. So, they are all chatting, uh, and Bruno Morrow goes to leave. Sam says, goodbye, friend. Morrow gets the door, turns around, and shoots Sam.
0: With two guns!
1: I I do have a blue steel revolver. I didn't know that he had another one. Yeah, he
0: draws two guns and shoots Sam. That's
1: when you know someone is serious. Yeah. When there's not, one, one is not enough. I have to do it with two, you know, like movie style. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what does he shoot Sam with?
0: He was hit with bullets packed with garlic. Yes. So... What? I didn't realize this. I always thought garlic oil was good for an infection. Turns out it's fucking poisonous whenever introduced to the body.
1: Or... He thought they were vampires.
0: Yeah, either or. Or both. Yeah.
1: <laughs> both. Both could definitely be true. I don't think it was actually the uh, the vampires thing, but hey, you never know. It
0: would make a documentary much more interesting.
1: Yes, it absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: and vampire bootleggers of Denver, Colorado. <laughs> this week on the Learning Channel. What the fuck happened to you, the Learning Channel, TLC? what the fuck i haven't learned anything from tlc in about 15 years you
1: really can't learn anything about anything except how to hate humanity that's basically all you get
0: like tlc used to be a really good station Mm -hmm. where you'd really learn a lot now it's the discovery channel Mm -hmm. the discovery channel is kind of where you learn and discovery channel good job they pack it right up into the credits like, as the credits are rolling, they're still, they're still, like, bringing it up, and then it hits right into the next <laughs> show, and in you go. Just, can we cool it with the ancient alien stuff? <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, I know. So Sam's wife, Josephine, uh, actually identified Bruno Morrow as the killer. And their cousin, uh, a cousin of the Carlinos, James Coletti, he got wounded in the in the fire. But he was not in the fire, but in the gunfire, I should say, because we've already had a fire. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure we're specific and we differentiate. But he lived. When the trial comes along. Okay, so a whole bunch of shit happens. This, is, <laughs> this gets, there's a lot going on here yeah. that I discovered. So Lawrence Baldessarelli pops back up. Hey. Hey. And he says, Hey, look at Roma. Look over at little Caesar there. He might have been the one who planned it. Not sure whether this is true or not, but he did point them in, in, in Roma's direction. And apparently, as far as I can tell, Bruno Morrow had also attempted to murder Lawrence Baldessarelli.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing the day the day that, that Morrow did the hit on Sam and that's I kind of think that's what it was it wasn't a murder it was a hit yeah uh, Joe Roma had approached Morrow a couple of days before and Joe Roma had a lookout and a driver outside of Sam Carlino's home that night mm-hmm. so yeah that kind of goes that's uh, it's a little suspicious it's a
1: little suspicious yeah so they arrested Roma and Jenny Carlino who is P. Carlino's wife as accessories after the fact Because they knew they're not going to cooperate. So we're going to just put him in jail. And uh, Carlina's wife is, Pete's wife, is jailed with her two-year-old son and had, I believe, five other children. So that's with, jailed with a two-year-old. Right. In jail with a two-year-old. Can you imagine trying to handle a toddler in a jail cell?
0: I think it might be easier. Because if they only have, like, an 8 by 8 space to run around in... That's
1: a lot less trouble they can get into, that's true. But they're going to be so bored.
0: Yeah, well, they can play they with the toilet. need
1: stimulation and everything, Just so. keep
0: flushing the toilet.
1: There you go. So, and then Sam's widow, Josephine, she, uh, you know, even though she had ID'd Mara, or because she had ID'd Mara, really, she flees to California. She's charged with accessory after the fact and conspiracy... The Coletti cousins are, and Bruno Morrow is, and nobody is talking. And the the press even calls them the silent four. And Josephine ends up coming back. She says, okay, I will give correct testimony. She's put into jail with these charges, and she says, I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> it's uh, It's a little safer with all these cops mm-hmm. around, you know, <laughs> so... And Roma gets brought up before a grand jury. He keeps on changing his story left and right. He has, like, seven different versions of what actually happened or didn't happen.
0: Which, in a weird sort of way, is is genius. Because yeah, just, if you just have, confuse them. Just basically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you have seven different stories history will just look back on and go we don't know what the fuck happened and that's why we're sitting here going we don't know what the fuck really happened
1: if you can't dazzle him with brilliance beat him with bullshit uh-huh. so he is it could be heard his high-pitched voice through the courtroom doors getting all heated i'm gonna let you go read it i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna put a little star there and do your your wonderful uh probably offensive italian accent <laughs> It's all
2: political. See, he's. No, I no, you just have to do the high pitched. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I think he's probably like kind of like this. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe a little bit high. It's all a political fight. I'm not being thrown in jail and questioned by grand jurors for any other reason. People who bring me before the jurors do so for political reasons. If anybody can prove that I've done anything wrong, I'd come from the highest tower in Denver. <laughs> Denver? Denver! Uh, we, we, that went
1: Australian at the end, as it almost always does. Absolutely! We somehow. I can't do an Australian accent to save my life, but every time I try a French accent, it's
2: Australian. There we go! Welcome to Australia, mate! I'll fucking kill you and dump your body in the goddamn river! Out of all the things trying to kill you in Australia, it's me! <laughs> I'm the one you should be afraid of. Little fucking koala bear, goddamn rock crabs and shit like that. Fear the little Caesar. Aye. So murder, murder. <laughs> murder, murder, yes. Absolutely. Crime,
1: crime. <laughs> so he bails Jenny Carlino out after the grand jury uh, whole thing.
0: Thank God, too, because I don't want to see Joe Roma go to jail. Not because I don't think Joe Roma doesn't go deserve to go to jail, but can you imagine his poor... Poor cellmate. Yeah. <laughs> right, Joe Roma talking.
2: I tell you right now, I'm, f- I'm freaking innocent. You don't know. I'm just a, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy over the grocery store trying to help out my cousins Pete and Samson. You know, Sam's dead now. I had nothing to do with it.
1: I have a little, a little side story here that I enjoyed from, uh, from the book Mountain Mafia. Somewhere, as all this is happening, uh, two members of Roma's gang, have a two-mile chase with the Denver cops. The entire way, they're throwing pints of liquor out of their car. Seventy pints in total! They're finally caught and arrested, but there's no evidence due to the broken bottles, which I would actually call evidence. Yeah. <laughs> like, the cops not doing so hot here. Come on.
0: If if I,
2: there's guys that were just throwing bottles of water, I mean, I'll pay for their littering tickets. <laughs> exactly. And so
1: Moro does finally end up going up on the murder charges. One and a half hours is how long the deliberation takes. Uh, he he is not guilty on the murder charges, but he ends up sentenced to four years on the federal charges. And so it was really his age. He's 18 at the time. Uh, and also the suspicious man lurking outside kind of cast some doubt as to who actually fired that kind of crushed the charges. And there was one juror who shook his hand after and said, you're too young kid. Anyway, I couldn't send a kid like you to prison. Good jurying. Good, Mm -hmm. good jurying there. Good. That's, that's, that's. Thanks. (laughs) Just because they're 18 doesn't mean they can't be shitty.
0: I can't send a man like you to prison. It's Uh, not Teddy Roosevelt. No, it's a kid like you. I can't send a kid. 18, you're a man. Exactly. He was 17. He could join the army. Yeah, yeah. It's...
1: It's just... And shakes his hand, too. Like, it, it just feels like there's really no even possibility of justice.
0: Bruno, can I ask you a quick question? Why does your gun smell like like a delicious Italian meal? <laughs> I don't understand.
1: That is the end of the Sam stuff. Yeah. Okay, which was kind of brutal, both for him and yeah. his family. And for a, us. And for us. Yes, we, too, are victims. <laughs> so... and hundred then... years
0: later, the crime continues. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they uh Pete is still out there somewhere, and you have on another murder case entirely it's uh the murder case uh, I don't know exactly who the murder victim is, but it was a nineteen twenty six murder back in Italy, and they're questioning uh Lucille croupy about angelo angelo lamantia this is june third nineteen thirty one and she said she'd seen Pete Carlino in Milwaukee, and he said, they pinned a lot of murders on me, but can they prove it? Oh, they
0: pinned a lot of murders on me, but can they prove it? Hey, hey, just, no, it's they can't prove it, because I wasn't there. I was, uh, eating lawn clippings. <laughs> I was eating garlic. <laughs> I don't know where lawn clippings came
1: from. I was eating spaghetti.
0: Eh, eh, it's, it's herbs, and how do you say, uh... Uh, marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, it is dumb.
2: Yeah.
1: So Pete is actually hiding out at a cousin's farmhouse near Pueblo. And his own sister-in-law tips off the police, Catherine Millay, because she's just worried about the family that lives there. That, you know, if the cops come and, and raid the farmhouse, or if a rival finds out and comes and raids the farmhouse, then the kids, the family could be in danger. And she's absolutely right.
0: These are... I have to say, incredibly inept gangsters. They're not making a lot of money. No, they're really not. They have to blow up their own houses because they're making so little money. Right, right. They're not making a lot of money. And at the same time, they're really getting a lot of innocent people involved. Yes, yes. And on June 18th,
1: 1931, three police departments, you had Denver, you had Pueblo, and Colorado Springs, sent a dozen officers to the farmhouse with machine guns... And sawed off shotguns. They were they were going as heavy as you could in 1931. <laughs> and they were going for it.
0: I imagine those ones, those guns that had like the film canister on the front. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a magazine, but it just looks like two canisters of film and a click, and I'm gonna take photos of this guy as I <laughs> ventilate him.
1: So he's jailed in Denver, and four days later he's bailed out. Who bails him out? Scott. <sighs>
0: He's bailed out by Little Caesar.
1: Little Caesar bails him out, along with... Okay, so there's some conflicting information here, of course. Sources is very wildly.
0: Uh,
1: so, nice well, snap. That, yeah, thank you. That sealed thank it. Thank <laughs> you.
0: Half the, half the world's population disappeared just then. <laughs> but here's the thing. Even though Roma probably had Sam done in... There's no indication that Roma and Pete were enemies.
1: There's not, but there's also some possibilities that he's behind everything to come to. So we'll get get to some theories here or some questions.
0: You have to remember, though, that Roma and Pete Carlino had an eight-year working relationship. Mm -hmm. They were hand-in-hand, thick as thieves, if you will. (laughs) That's right. I went there.
1: He did. So... According to some sources, it was a five thousand dollar bond, which would be approximately eighty thousand dollars in today's currency.
0: And what does Roma a, use for collateral?
1: His house, his own house, or his own property. Yeah. Um, and uh, or, according to uh, Sam Carlino's book, it was—and this is Sam Carlino uh, of the present day—it
2: mm-hmm.
1: was a ten thousand dollar bond uh, from Joe Roma, along with seventeen thousand from two other people which totals, of course, 27000 if you were mathing along with us, uh, which is roughly $475,000. And interestingly, there's an article in the Rocky Mountain News that's cited in this book that I'm pretty sure it was in this. Yes, it was in this book. It was definitely in Carlino's book uh, that talks about Pete having secret meetings with none other than Salvatore Maranzano while he was a fugitive. Maranzano, you know, kind of sat on it for a little while and said, okay, like you're going to be demoted. But I'm going to put out the word that you're supposed to be safe. You know, you're, you're, you're untouchable. Nobody can actually, you know, kill you. So at least your, your life isn't at stake, even though I'm, I'm really, you know, pushing you down the line here. So that's an interesting little note there, uh, because that causes some questions to be asked later on, um, especially uh, on September 10th, 1931, when Pete Carlino is uh, shot twice in the back and once in the head at close range.
0: Ventilated. Ventilated. Well ventilated.
1: Killed. And his body is put under a bridge near Pueblo. Two days pass. No one finds it. Someone's really impatient, so they pull the body onto the road and make an anonymous call to his wife. And I have to also have to ask, does Joe Roma get his money back?
0: I don't know. I, I imagine he might. Here's the thing. The bullets, once again have been drilled out fresh garlic has been inserted in them and then just put into peat and you can tell this because the bullets uh, where the uh, where the went in the, around the wounds they were infected and deteriorating much faster than the rest of the body mm-hmm. which is a sign that garlic has been used on bullets i had no idea this is how you you poisoned bullets. It's all
1: so weird. I would like to make a note. Do you know who else was killed on September 10th, 1931? No, I do not. Salvatore Maranzano.
0: <gasps> oh, no.
1: I'm gonna, just going to triple check that right now because I want to make absolute sure that I'm right. But I, I looked at it like five times because I kept on being like, really? Yep. Okay. Assassinated September 10th, 1931 at the Helmsling Building in New York City. And and his nickname was Little caesar
0: you there's two little caesars there's, well they've, they've,
1: apparently there's three because one of them pizza yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah it was uh under the orders of good old lucky luciano oh jesus he's popping back up again
0: then may i say little caesars good work on improving your pizza yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Getting, getting better little caesars pretty, try the deep dish there the deep dish is fantastic so good work improving your pizza
1: so yeah that's Do you
0: think that's gonna get us like free pizza now?
1: I mean that would be nice. That would Probably. be great. I would not turn my nose up at free pizza. Just just a little note if anybody works at Little Caesars.
0: I mean, you know, you could give us like free pizza and you're out oh, what, sixteen dollars a day? That's some good advertising. Absolutely, yeah. Like an eight dollar pizza for you and eight dollar pizza for me. Mm-hmm. And you know what, And it's like three weeks I'm having surgery, so I won't be eating that much. <laughs> so yeah. I think yeah, I think we could get away with maybe like maybe eight dollars a day, every you once do in it, yeah. ah. it's,
2: it's absolutely
1: worth the investment. Yes, absolutely. you'll you'll get a return on your investment. I promise you.
0: In no way are we assuming that Little Caesars is mafia run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, we should make that make that statement, or else we're not going to get our free pizza.
0: Exactly. Actually, I think it's it was actually created by an ex baseball player, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh yeah, I think you might be right. No. I'm not looking that up. I've no, looked up no, too many I'm things. S- no, and it's so my own, done. it's my own fault because I was got everything got kinda of ballooned in the middle after I thought I had everything streamlined, so okay. a little side note, uh in October nineteen thirty two, Jenny Carlino, that's the widow of Pete, she was basically given twenty four hours notice to leave Colorado with her six boys. Because it was like you know, you know a lot of secrets. You're probably not safe if you know what I mean. That's a that's a that's a nice family there. It'd be ashamed if something happened to it.
0: Yeah. So uh do you like garlic in your holes?
1: <laughs> oh no. No, 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 no. So they stuffed everything they could into their
2: Holes.
1: 19- <laughs> they stuffed everything they could into their nineteen twenty-nine Dodge Senior sedan. And fled to San Jose, California, and I would like to have a talk with the Dodge marketing people from circa 1929, because that is a really dumb name yes. for a
0: car. Not only that, it's like, are you a mob boss on the run? <laughs> well, I think, I think really the pinnacle of, of style, class, and sophistication. Is whatever the hell car Christie just said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A 1929 Dodge Senior. He's got a big trunk, so it can hold all your dirty secrets.
0: An amazing mileage at 14 gallons to the mile.
1: (laughs) 14 (laughs) gallons to the mile. (laughs) I caught that.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So all of this, Pete's gone, Sam's gone, uh, and Maranzano's not making any calls anymore. This puts Joe Roma in charge.
0: For all of two years. For all
1: of two years, yeah. So there are a couple of theories. Some theories that his friendship with uh, Pete was just a show so he could get close enough to have Pete killed. You know, I don't know think. His
0: movements. I don't think men like Pete, Sam, and Joe have friends. That's true. I think you're absolutely right. You have associates, mm-hmm. but you don't have friends. Yeah. Because let's face it, if, if I knew, and I mean, it's bloody obvious that Joe Roma was talking to Bruno Mara and all of a sudden Bruno Mara ventilates my brother and then he bails me out of jail,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, a couple, of, a couple of months later. Yeah, these men don't have friends. They don't have
1: family. But the fact that Pete Carlino was supposedly put on the safe list... By Salvatore Maranzano, a and, man who was killed the exact same day as him, yeah. does make it look very suspicious that maybe, like, Romo is like, I want to get rid of him, you know, he, there's still a possibility he could horn in on um, in my situation, or he could cause me problems or whatever, and so, you know, like, he maybe goes to Lucky Luciano, and L- Lucky's like, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm having Maranzano killed anyhow, so you can go ahead, there'll be no consequences. That's just, you know, a, a, a possible theory, um, but... Yeah, and this is when I found a picture of Joe Roma's dead body because, spoiler alert, he dies. Spoiler alert, I I found the picture. So, shortly before his death, he's killed on February 19th, 1933. On Valentine's Day, so about five days beforehand, Leo Mechiche, no idea if I said that right. (laughs) God bless (laughs) you. Mechiche, a gunman from Detroit. He had moved to Denver three years before. He held what they called a Dinner of Death.
2: Jesus Christ. I
1: know, right? These were things that supposedly the deal was you come to these dinners and you make toasts to people who are mm, not long for this world. Mm -hmm. And you know that because you're probably going to be the one that either kills them or has them killed soon. And Roma was a guest there. But apparently he didn't really make much of the fact that one of these big elaborate toasts was to him well yeah and this would soon come uh very
0: uh, true that's that's got to be weird sitting there and you're getting a large toast and you know that you're gonna die the only thing I'll, the only thing that i could feel like would be similar to that is if you're a kid and then you find your own picture on the side of a milk carton oh god yeah <laughs> yeah that would
1: be oh what gives and i thought i got the chills with those sneed <laughs> that's like somehow worse yeah so, yeah, in uh, on February 19th, 1933, there's, then there's a picture of the dead body. I'm not going to put it up on the Facebook page. I'm going to see if I can link to it and it won't show a preview. I don't know for sure whether it will or not. If it does show a preview, uh, you can just Google it because uh, I don't want people to be scrolling through their feed and see it. even an old timey picture. There's a lot. There's a lot of blood, like a lot
0: there. Yeah. Just because it's old-timey, one of the one of the Doesn't pictures, mean it's not gruesome. Yeah. One of the pictures that will fucking haunt me until the day that I die, there was a library book that I checked out that was a collection of crime scene photos from the 30s and 40s. This was about eight or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it was this policeman had put it together, and it was his murder book. And a mother had killed her three-day-old child on her cutting board. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. That no, no, will no, 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 no. haunt me
0: for the rest oh of my God. life. So, whenever, like, oh, it's just an old tiny crime photo. No. It's
1: still, yeah. I, when I was doing my research for my Johnstown Flood story... And I at one point saw like some pictures from the Library of Congress, and it, it can be very helpful when you're doing like a historical story to have that sort of sense of place. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, I'm just clicking through, and there's one that's like someone's little darling or someone's little doll or something like that. And I thought it would be like a doll washed up in the flood. No, nope, it was a dead baby. And I accidentally clicked on it more than once because I am so dumb. So, so dumb.
0: Yeah, so... It's the worst kind of Rick Roller. It really
1: is. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, that that one haunts me. So, uh, the notes from the... Sources vary wildly and it's starting to get so frustrating that I'm not even going to sing it anymore. It is. It 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 really is. Because we don't even know how many freaking bullets were in him. The notes on this picture say gangster put 14 slugs into joseph little joe roma hey there's little joe there's little joe (laughs) (laughs) uh as he plays his mandolin in his parlor February 19th, 1933 but No wait, shots, he was playing
0: a mandolin?
1: The mandolin is on the chair behind him. Oh
0: my god. Yeah, he's
1: in the in the picture he's laying on the floor and the so, mandolin is just resting on his favorite chair.
0: See, I didn't look up any of the photos to this. I mean, I
1: didn't intentionally.
0: Yeah, uh, but I was at work, so I to do my research at work between mm-hmm. calls. Yeah, I specifically do not look up
1: yeah. photos
0: for this stuff.
1: Absolutely. I didn't intend to. Um, and other sources say it was seven shots with six of which were to the head, which from the picture, I can believe, yeah. but in my, you know, there could have been six to the head and, and six or seven to the rest of his body. You really couldn't tell from the picture. And I wasn't going to look that closely. See
0: what I was, what I was told on the mafia.wikia.org mm-hmm. cops initially thought 14 bullets, oh. but it was seven, seven shots all of them went in and through.
1: Oh, there was an entry and an exit, and yeah. they thought each one was an individual bullet. Yes. Okay, all right. That would make a lot of sense then, and especially if the notes on the picture were from the time before they figured that mm-hmm. out or before that was public knowledge. Okay. His wife, Nettie, found him. They'd been married for less than two years. That is
0: freaking brutal. Absolutely. Once again, though, is it... Like we don't know Nettie,
1: we don't know Nettie, but she's just, they've been married for two years. She probably wasn't privy to a lot of the secrets she she might not have really known him, and he'd already been divorced, so he might have um, and this is again rampant speculation, mm-hmm. but he might have learned from his first marriage that. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't tell my wife all my secrets, you know? Maybe she doesn't need to know everything that I'm into and, you know, all the trouble I get into. Maybe it'll be a little happier that way.
0: See, see and maybe it's just me being jaded because I'm picturing her walking in and going like, his money is now my money and I'll use it to buy gin and drugs.
1: And he had he had a nice house. You can you can look up on, on Google where it is. Uh, uh, I'm not going to... I don't think I'm going to put up on social media where random people's houses are in this day and age. But, you know, and so... They, uh, Pete and Sam, they had very simple funerals, but not Roma. He had a three thousand dollar casket. That, ladies and gentlemen, is fifty eight thousand dollars in today's money. Almost a sixty thousand dollar casket. There were two thousand dollars worth of flowers. That's thirty eight thousand dollars in today's money. It was originally supposed to be a Catholic church service, but like I said, he divorced his first wife, so the church was not mm-hmm. it, it, not up for that. No. Uh, but forget the criminal thing. You divorced somebody. <laughs> you know. Forget all the people you killed or had killed. All the crimes you committed. No, you divorced someone, sinner.
2: You're sinner.
1: St-
0: you're still married in the eyes of God.
1: <laughs> so uh, Nenny Roma had it in her parlor, packed house, and two thousand to three thousand onlookers on the street outside. Wow. So as to who done it, uh, we don't really know. It was uh, there's some suspicion on uh, Majiche, uh, the the gunman that I mentioned, who had the dinner of death. The Smeldoni family, who would soon rise to power, was questioned but never charged.
0: Well, they actually produced uh, three movie ticket stubs. Oh yes, as their yes, alibi. they had an alibi. Yeah.
1: but you know, you could go get the movie ticket stubs and then leave it's not like the you know theater workers are coming in are they still here are they, no, they haven't they haven't left to go kill anybody yet no no okay all I think right it, i
0: think at the time it said if you leave to murder somebody <laughs> in a mafia style hit you will not be readmitted
1: there is no re-entry mm-hmm. after a hit and so a man named august marino had some ambitions to take over the throne he thought maybe he could be the one on top uh he said i'll handle it like capone handled chicago And then he was shot two times in the head. (laughs) So that was pretty much the end of that. It was pretty quick, too. That's
0: not the way Capone handled (laughs) Chicago. That's definitely not
1: the way, no.
0: You didn't catch syphilis at all. You weren't even trying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So then the Smaldonis, they took over. It was three brothers, Clyde, Eugene, and Clarence.
0: Oh, Clyde's the dreamy one. Eugene's the smart one. And Clarence is the funny one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it felt, it felt like a boy band. It no, does
1: feel very boy bandish. And uh, one of them actually owned and operated Gaetano's. Uh, Gaetano's. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. It's a G A E T A N O apostrophe S restaurant in North Denver, which had bulletproof glass on the front door right up until. The the glass was replaced in 2016.
0: See, I'm wondering if that isn't the restaurant that Regan mentioned in the Facebook post. It very well could be, because that
1: one wasn't started until the 40s. Right. It actually just celebrated its uh, 70th anniversary in 2017. It went through a couple changes of ownership, but seems to be very... Um, like updating the menu and everything but still keeping to sort of that like vibe they had for the 70th anniversary there were some really neat pictures actually on uh, an article of uh, the restaurant and they had a, like a burlesque show and everything Ooh. going on there it was really neat there was one picture in particular of like a, a woman in the like right in the middle of a burlesque move and like the looks on the faces of the people around are like one old guy just has that creepy smile
0: that is weird <laughs> burlesque and Italian food just that is such a weird combination. This dance is to signify that the Ravioli will be closing after 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> just picture like this woman coming over the table and sitting down. Get your ass out of my spaghetti. <laughs> so these guys
1: are arrested through the years. Over oh, my God, Clyde. Period. Oh, my God. Poor Clyde.
0: Clyde, burglary, 1920, bootlegging, 1933, bombing, 1936. It's It just keeps going on and on and on. Yeah, there's income tax evasion, assault, jury tampering, of course. But here's the weird thing. For as dirty as these guys' hands are in this, they lived fairly long lives. Oh, my Clyde, gosh, yeah. Clyde died in 1998. At age 91 in Cedar's nursing home, Eugene, and I call him the smart one cuz he was he wore glasses, he was very polite, very civil, never indicted in any murders, suspected you- in several. <laughs> He died in 1992 at a heart of a heart attack at That's, age 81.
1: It sounds like that should be a sarcastic thing on somebody's gravestone. Never yeah. indicted in any murders. Yeah. Not the rest of it. Just never I mean, indicted that. in any murders.
0: <laughs> well, and then Clarence, Clarence, born in 1916, he was just essentially an underboss. He died in 2006. The, holy shit! Okay, so you got Clyde, who has like the long, the long, uh, like crime list. Mm-hmm. You have Eugene, who is wore glasses, polite and very civil, and Clarence, who's just kind of like, kind of like the short, dumpy one. These are the chipmunks. Oh my god,
2: Alvin, Simon, Theodore. Wide. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Now, 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 from here, from here on out, I'm just going to picture like the high pitched voices of the chipmunks.
2: What we're gonna do is we're gonna go out and rub down the Caldoni boys. <laughs> So,
0: <laughs> Dave Seville, you boys, have you been bootlegging again?
1: <laughs> have you been murdering again? Christmas, don't set up any hits Christmas today.
2: Christmas time is here. <laughs> time for
1: killing. No, I was trying to go for something. No,
2: no, don't talk, Clyde. I know. Clyde, don't tell the police. <laughs> Clyde. That
1: is so <laughs> I was really going for something one syllable there, though, so I'm really disappointed with this. Time. For a crime, and time for beer. Flying! <laughs> that was
0: like one of my first experiments with sound. Whenever I, I was eight years old, I uh, I found I found if I like the vinyl albums, you had thirty three and forty five, and they mm. were different speeds. I found that if I could get the arm, the little lever between thirty three and forty five, that I could kind of freestyle the uh, <laughs> the album. So what I did was I, I learned how to very slowly turn my Chipmunks album so that it was just Dave Seville speaking, singing three-part harmony with himself. <laughs> so I would slow down my Chipmunks album. Um, and Patton Oswalt has a great comedy routine. I think every fat, short, funny guy, probably whenever they were a kid, took their Chipmunks album and slowed them down <laughs> just because I want to hear Dave Seville singing to himself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is fantastic so yeah there's really they kind of like were were the gang family the Smeldonis for the the rest of the millennium they and won they they essentially won without even really they weren't didn't seem to be too involved in anything before that. i mean yeah their name comes up a little bit in the in the killing of uh of joe they
0: kind of just stayed the hell out of the way and took over whenever everybody else was dead
1: possibly just sitting there going They'll they'll all kill each other, and we'll, yeah. then we can come in. Like, just just wait. They'll take care of it. They're going to kill each other. It's going to happen. Trust me. And then there'll be a power vacuum, and we'll step in. And then this August Marino guy comes in, and they're like, oh, crap. Crazy. All right. You know, somebody just two shots to the head. Just take care of that. He's talking about being Capone. We, we can't deal with this. Secret- it's supposed to be our time. It's supposed to be our this time. This was our time. This was our time. Why does
0: Trump get to be president? <laughs> Super Small Doan Brothers <laughs> so, for the 8-bit Nintendo.
1: <laughs> I should note, uh, as far as statistics are concerned, yes, uh, Colorado didn't really have anything on New York. Still had a, a decent amount. During the Prohibition era, had at least 33 murders, uh, and that included two federal agents and two police officers. So that's a decent amount. But I did look, and between just 1930 and 1933, so during just the last... Three years of prohibition. Uh, two hundred, over two hundred New York City gangsters shot, garroted, or ice picked. Jesus, and that's just the gangsters, or some simply just disappeared. So yeah,
0: that it was sure. definitely it was definitely New- disappeared.
1: But New York was also bigger and had a, a, an international port, you know. So as we saw with the Legs Diamond episode, you know, you know, bringing liquor in through the waters. You, you need you need water to really run a booming business in in, in illegal liquor.
0: Plenty of cement shoes, lots mm-hmm. of bays to like put criminals down in. There's actually a uh, there's a photo online of cement uh, like an actual cement shoe. Oh my gosh. Body. And it's, it's disgusting. It's just two bones sticking out of this oh,
1: lump of... Oh! You look at way too many pictures of dead people. I do. <laughs> and I say I this don't... as somebody who has referenced just as many pictures of dead people during this episode as you did.
2: Me too. But they're like
1: the only two that I've really seen. And you checked out a book of crime scene photos. So.
0: It was suggested to me by my librarian. Mm. It was suggested to me by my librarian. Barb! <laughs> actually lisa was the name of the librarian but it, no it was there are certain there are certain crime scenes certain things that have stuck with me mm-hmm. um there's and certain things that still give me chills to this day that i've seen uh online there are certain things go back to the Texarkana... Uh, moonlight murder thing there are certain things that I've seen in my real life that give me chills to this day but there are certain videos that I've seen uh, Russian soldier soldier getting his throat slit I've mm. seen that one but that why once. would you
1: watch that?
0: I didn't it was one of those things where I didn't intend to a friend of mine was actually watching it and I walked into oh, the room no just as I see this poor don't soldier don't you
1: mean former friend? yes <laughs>
0: Yes, I don't speak to this guy anymore. Okay. Yeah. I
1: was say, if I walked in on set, that something that would psychologically scar me, I'd probably be like, "Yeah, I don't think we're going to see each other as much anymore."
0: Yeah, and we didn't. We didn't after that. Um, and certain things where it's just like. I'll find like compilations of interesting photos. Oh, here's here's a gecko with paranoid schizophrenia. And, and then they
1: sneak a dead body in on you. Yeah, they yeah. do. They
0: do. Here's what an actual victim of somebody who wears cement shoes. This is what that looks like. And That's it's, creepy. Yeah. So I don't mean to. It just sort of happens to me. They they find me. They they, <laughs> they find me. The dead body pictures the find dead you. Body pictures. Some find of them me.
1: find me too. So
0: yeah. That's oh. I think it's part of the occupational hazard of doing this show.
1: any sort of research into the past, and like my research in the the Johnstown flood was research of you know uh, a a horrible tragedy where there are many, many dead people. And I really think we should do the Johnstown flood because I still maintain it was, in fact, a crime. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there was a court case, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. So, yeah, there's that. And then this one, you know, it was just by accident. I, I thought it was going to be an article, and it ended up being a, a picture. So, yeah, it is It is just a hazard of the job. Uh, it's 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 going to happen. It's going to happen again, and we need to accept that. Um, I'll, I'll never forget the moment that I thought... The, 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 the period of time in which I thought that the O.C. Sneed photo was a, a dead body photo. That was probably... Creepiest couple of hours in, of my life until I came back to earth and was like, that eh, seems like the police maybe wouldn't have allowed that. Yeah.
0: That, that looks an awful lot like a bed, and not a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
1: so yeah, I guess that's uh, that's our episode this week. Really, really, what
0: ends this? Yeah. Is prohibition ended?
1: Prohibition ended only ten months after Joe Roma's
2: death.
0: Yeah, and that's it. That ended it. That ended it, and it's a shame because. Really? What harm does booze do, aside from, you know, drunk driving and stuff? And people are stupid, as Christy holds up her booze. Cheers again! What harm does booze... Ben Franklin said it best. God gave us beer because he loves us and he wants us to be happy.
1: Uh, there's a band, and I cannot remember uh, the, the name their name right now, but they have a fantastic song in which there is a line, uh, If God wanted us sober, he'd knock the glass over.
2: That's right. <laughs> Thank
0: you. I'm God. <laughs> it's, no, no. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm actually of the ilk uh, that uh, there is ample evidence that all drugs should be legal. Um, I forget which country it is. I want to say Portugal. But I'm not 100% certain.
1: Kind of sounds right.
0: Yeah. They had a horrible heroin problem. So what did they do? They made everything legal and free. And if you wanted your heroin you had to go to the doctor's office you got your heroin for free and you could dose yourself up under medical supervision and they ended up the doctors would come in and go oh you did 30 cc's uh, last time let's knock it down to 25 and see mm. how you feel and they would slowly increment it down and, and like how they do... get
1: you off like antidepressants yeah. and stuff
0: and they got so many people off heroin wow and overdoses went down And this is what happens whenever you make everything legal. You start to treat it as a problem and not a crime. Are there people out there who have trouble with alcohol?
1: Yes. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yes. Are there people out there who have trouble with food? Look here. (laughs) There's one sitting right here. I am an emotional eater, and I'm going to be the first one to say that. There are people out there who have trouble with their credit cards. There are people out there who have trouble with their TV viewing habits. I'm sorry as long as there's something that people enjoy there are going to be people that overdo it mm-hmm. no matter what so and it's a thing where I don't do I don't do heroin I don't do drugs because I don't do it because it's not for me it's the whole legality of it has nothing to do with it mm-hmm. it's because I don't feel that I need that in my life yeah but at the same time, if my life would get to a point where I'd feel like I'd need it, I'd rather have a doctor be giving it to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and doing doing that. And people don't have that right now. So, yeah, I think there needs to be some... Some reforms that we're probably not going to see. Exactly. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. We're sitting here making fun of prohibition, how ridiculous it sounds, and we're sitting in the middle of it ourselves. There's no reason in the world marijuana should be illegal. Absolutely. But here we are. We're sitting in the middle of a society that has made marijuana illegal.
1: Mm -hmm. All
0: right. Okay, I'm off the soapbox. I'm done.
1: That was a good soapbox, though. It was a good soapbox. I liked it. Fair enough. I liked it. So don't forget about our giveaway. Send us your creepy stranger stories to oldtimeycrimey at gmail.com. And we might read them on the air, and you will be definitely be entered into a giveaway for a sticker, an old timey crimey sticker. They're very nice. We are talking top quality stickers. You can put them on your notebook. You can put them on your. I don't know. I put stickers on notebooks. Where else do people put stickers? Cats. Cats, you can put them on your cat. Uh, Your dog, uh, you can put them on your mom. Uh, So just put them wherever. Uh, On your mom's coffin. (laughs) Old timey crammy, right there. That won't raise any (laughs) suspicions. Not at all. So, yeah, please do that. Uh, And the the details on that are at the end of our previous episode, but I believe it ends November 29th, I think. I could be wrong. Uh, We should have marked that on the
0: calendar. Yeah, we should have. Whoopsies. Uh,
1: I mean that's a Friday and that's a release day. Friday release works. day, so that works. Yeah. Don't forget about our Patreon, where you can be a gumshoe, you can be a flatfoot, or you, my friend, can be a private dick.
0: You know you want the private
2: dick.
1: You know you do. We're going to be tooling around possibly with some of the offerings in the future. um Just because the the we just we are we're having second thoughts and 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 we're making some decisions. Some things need to be revised sometimes. Can't get it perfect on the first try, but do keep an eye out. No matter what, I think you'll be satisfied. So there's that, and also follow our uh, Facebook page. Give us suggestions, like like Regan did. Thank you again, Regan, for this suggestion. It led us to so much, and we really appreciate it, and we really appreciate you listening. And, yeah, our Twitter, our Instagram, our Reddit, we are old-timey-crimey everywhere. I am
0: stunned whenever I Google old-timey-crimey. How much we appear all over the place, and
1: I got us in some more places this week because I didn't realize that I had missed some some places. So we're 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 getting into more places. Um, we're on TuneIn. We're getting in on Google Play. Uh, Burberry, I think it's called. Uh, we're working on iHeartRadio. Uh, yeah, so that was part of my Wednesday was, all right, we're missing some spots and I want to make sure that people can listen to us wherever they want to listen to us, wherever their, their place is. They don't have to go out of their way. Right on. So... So, yeah, that has been, I believe that's everything? I think so. I didn't miss anything? Okay, I actually, so. I, I managed to get everything in. I even remembered the Reddit. Mess, mess of an episode for me, but <laughs> I got that social media in, damn it, because I have to do it every week. So, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, just don't don't put out hits on anybody, This is, is what we're saying.
0: Garlic belongs in food, <laughs> not in your enemies.
1: Exactly. All right. We will see you next week. Bye. See ya. My sources this week are Mountain Mafia, Organized Crime in the Rockies by Sandra K. Wells and Becky K. Alt, An article by Jade Cutler on ondenver.com. An article from the Denver Post Archive. Becky Talley, uh, an article on Our Community Now. Wikipedia, of course. Sam Carlino, Colorado's Carlino Brothers, A Bootlegging Empire, The Book and dick crack denver's Brotherhoods from the denver post
0: Dick crack sounds painful i'd like to read off my sources but christy has my notes in her lap and won't give them to me i do remember
1: <laughs> i have to do the intro i need it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay <laughs> we're a disaster tonight we
0: really are this is going to be hilarious <laughs> my sources are dollartimes.com wikipedia.org mafia.wikia.org, yes, that is an actual thing, and, of course, genealogy.com.
1: Always.